Leading off is going down right now. I am the Welsh, Chris Welsh on Twitter at Is It The Welsh. And folks, it's a wonky Wednesday. That's right. Kelly Kirby's in the house on Twitter at The Wonky Penguin. Kelly, what is going on? I am excited for the wonky, the special wonky home run call of the day because uh, it's quite a doozy you got going on. I know. I, this one seems really interesting to me, um, but I'll just give you a hint that I thought Arizona was in last place. So I got a lot more excited that I just always forget about Colorado. So, well, if yeah. they're going to play, they're <laughs> gonna play Philly, they're not going to be in last yeah. place uh, in any division. That is true. We need to get to uh, do that. We are going to talk about a said prospect on the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about another top prospect. We're going to talk about the fears we have of the injuries of losing a top player, but it's looking like it's not going to quite be. And we're going to go through the mm-hmm. home run contest on a wonky Wednesday, uh, probably the best day of the week, I would say, when we get the mm-hmm. wonky Wednesday and we get special calls. I, Kelly, I think you'd agree, right? Oh, absolutely. Wonky Wednesday is the best. I like this. Wonky on the Welsh. Wonky on the Welsh. It has a good uh, ring to it. That's pretty good. It does. Yeah. It and does. I would also point out, uh, just like Bob said, um, he hit the thumbs up on the way in. Did you? Make sure you guys uh, like the videos on the live streams and make sure that you guys subscribe so you get notified anytime we go live because you never know. I don't know what the plans are, but what if there's stuff in the off season? What if there's dynasty mm-hmm. content? What if you just forget where you are all of a sudden <laughs> and then it's March and the show comes back and you're not notified? Just make sure you're notified. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for leading off on the Fantasy Pros MLB channel and you'll be all set. And then you have absolutely no worries in the world. And that's all that we're asking for. The fear that we had that was clankering around for every fantasy baseball owner, just fantasy baseball or baseball fan, was Shane McClanahan being scratched from his start last night, stating that he couldn't get his left arm to, quote, get loose. One of the scariest parts of this is they had just a whole bunch of cameras. I was watching MLB um, tonight, I think, while it was going on, and they cut to it, and they showed him throwing, and then they showed him talking to one of the pitching coaches, and like as like a dad, it was like a dad moment where he just kind of topples over into the pitching coach's arms and kind of tears up. And you mm-hmm. see that and you go, oh, no, oh, no. We <laughs> all were like, no, we can't do not Tommy John and take this away from us. But Kelly, we got some good mm-hmm. news as McClanahan after the game said that we don't think it's anything major, hopefully. And I think we're going to be all right. So possible crisis averted possibly. Um, but I do remember going through this with uh, Tyler Glass now a little bit as well, where it's like, it's no big deal. It's fine. And then off we went. So what what is it about Tampa? What is it about Tampa where they have just amazing pitchers and then they have issues? So like, it's kind of a very weird well, Shane Boz. I mean, it's like, here we are. It obviously is built into something, you know, Getting like, it almost like they have like a sheet down of like the intricacies of how teams work. Like the Diamondbacks, they've changed this now, but the Diamondbacks had um, a pretty well-known like they didn't want cutters thrown. I think it was. I think it was cutters mm-hmm. or, and I think it was just in lieu of sliders and they weren't letting their pitchers do that. And you kind of get like similar things in development. And there's a certain point, almost like something you could look at, again, I'm making about the Diamondbacks because I know them very well, where it's like, mm-hmm. why are these prospects always having these shoulder issues? Is there something to the players or how the regiment is going same thing with tampa bay because it's a really good point what's with the arm issues i mean remember brent honeywell brent honeywell is mm-hmm. out there shane boss is dealing with it mcclanahan is it something in how they are uh teaching or maybe not teaching these guys to do i don't know what it is but i am just like crossing mm-hmm. my fingers because i think mcclanahan is if not mm-hmm. at the top of the dynasty number one overall pitchers and i think for next year mm-hmm. if we're looking at early ranks he's got to be at least in the top 
three. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, Brendan McKay. That's another one. Good, good one. Go cards. Yeah, I mean, I I would say for me in Dynasty, he was number one. Um, Mr. Buster and I have been talking about that. That it's like this is the guy you want, and um, that he would be the ultimate. This is why we can't have nice things. Example, if he actually goes down, because I mean, he's just been beautiful. I like. I arrange my schedule to watch him pitch um, just because he's great. So, and it's one of those things with bets too. It's just like, get out there. I completely agree. And, and how many pitchers are there out there that are like that right now? For me, I think it is um, Alcantara. It's McClanahan and DeGrom. Mm -hmm. Those are the only three that are like appointment. I don't want to take anything away from uh, Verlander or Corbin Burns or anything like that. But if, you know, Mm -hmm. me personally, when it's appointment time, it's those three and it's only those three in baseball. And that says something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I might throw Shohei in there um, occasionally. Just, I mean, he's not must see for me, but, but yeah, I tuned in. I mean, I tuned into Degrom starts even being a Degrump. I'm like, I have got that. Um, I, I mean, I've showed him to like friends who happen to be over. I'm like, just a second, you have to watch this. Like the best picture, and he's like, and everybody's like, can we not talk about that? But, I was yeah. about to tell you, Kelly. I want to hear something nice about Degrom because I didn't think yep. I thought you were going to move past it. So I appreciate that you did. You did very. Oh, much absolutely. Terrible. I mean, he's so, amazing to watch. I hundred yeah, percent out there, right? When he's I just don't want him in fantasy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I still want him, but yeah, that's the thing. Um, Orioles have selected the contract of top prospect, arguably in the conversation. If you go over to like the more traditionalist of uh, prospect evaluators, Francisco Alvarez might be there because he's a catcher. Some mm-hmm. outlets uh, have Gunnar Henderson and some have Corbin Carroll. So he's in that argument. Uh, Gunnar Henderson has been called up by the Orioles one day before he would not be eligible to make the playoffs. So rosters are going to expand to 28 tomorrow and he uh, is getting the call up and he will now be eligible. The 21 year old hitting almost 300 in the minors, 19 homers, 22 stolen bases between double a and triple a. He was playing a little bit of second base um, to play shortstop. I think a lot of evaluators have kind of assumed he was going to be a future third baseman as well. There's just a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. that's given. And we've kind of completed the, the uh, I don't know if it's a triad because who is the, th- so maybe it's just the duo of Corby Carroll and Gunnar Henderson. Francisco Alvarez, I think, completes the triad of guys, yep. but he's hurt and may miss the rest of the season. So we are going to get Gunnar Henderson for the rest of this year. And I hope, I don't know about you, Kelly. I hope it takes the same trajectory as Corbin Carroll in that the team says, we don't have him here just to have fun. He is here to play every mm-hmm. single day. That's the hope we're going to see with Gunnar Henderson. I would hope so. I mean, I think he is ready He's re- and they could use the help. I mean, again, I, every time I look at the standings and they're three games out of the wild card, and I'm just like, how are they still hanging around? And maybe he could be just the infusion of energy and again, that flexible, the positional flexibility. Cause I saw the second base and a lot of third base, um, and if he retains all of that for next year, then he's, you know, that's going to be an important part as well. Oh, I mean, it'll be, and it'll be like the legend, the legend of Gunnar Henderson. Mm-hmm. If he can come in and he can bring any war to this team and bring any extra wins and get them to the playoffs, it's he's going to live in infamy. I mean, it is going to mm-hmm. be a huge thing. So here's my question then. Who would you rather have rest of season, Gunnar Henderson or Corbin Carroll? You've got I'll take care of Corbin Carroll. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Should, we, should we talk positive <laughs> about Corbin Carroll here? Because I've got some stuff here in just a tiny bit if you're ready. Is there anything I could say that would deter you from that? Nope, not a single okay, cool. thing. You can't talk then about I think we should do that. Yep. You can't talk about any of that stuff because that's a baller, and i got some stuff for you here in a little bit. But <laughs> I would say, go um, just like the Corbin Carroll stuff, go pick up Gunnar Henderson. There's no reason. <laughs> plenty of leagues. I know plenty of you are going to be like, well, it's a major league without Gunnar. Gunnar Henderson's available. Like, okay, well, then don't pick him up because he's not available. But if he is... 
go and pick mm-hmm. him up because it's going to be a great asset for the final few months. He's got power. He's got a great swing, hitting around 300 across two levels. Also can be a source of stolen bases, which that team mm-hmm. is almost becoming like the couple of years ago Royals, where it's just like every guy in that lineup has an opportunity to steal some bases, and Gunner would be one of those guys. Also, no big deal, but Aaron Judge went three for five, hit a three-run bomb, his 51st of the year. Uh, I guess there's still one more day that's in there, but we were doing the whole like 50 homers before September type of mm-hmm. thing, and he just moved up that list. And I did see, we're not going to do it, but just a lot of extended chatter online after the 51st homer between the whole like real homer thing mm-hmm. Roger Maris and you know the uh award it seems like there's gonna be a lot of controversy around this judge thing but maybe not the controversy that we're used to in that like I think you will have the defenders of Shohei Otani which I still think mm-hmm. at this day is greatest judges Otani is MVP you're gonna have that and then you're also gonna have the real home run record if he passes yeah. Maris and that argument is really gonna actually be pretty intolerable in my eyes I don't know about you Kelly I don't yes. know how you feel about that yeah I mean I think it's you know uh, my thing with the steroid era is it was an era they they didn't police it they I think they wanted it after the strike um and I am really firmly in the it's been 20 years let's get over it mindset on that um, and that is the one thing about the judge home run chase, because I would love for him to catch it, break the American League record. But I don't want to I just don't want the think pieces that will come out of that all day, every day. Well, you, saw, you see John Heyman. John Heyman was like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, once he passes Maris, this will be the record because of all those steroid. And it was just like, right. come on, man. Like even judge, yeah. even uh, baseball players. I think we should like take some cues from actual baseball players. And how many baseball mm-hmm. players have you ever heard uh, disavow the steroid era is not counting for the most part, unless maybe they're like, right. you know, retired and they're on a talk show or something like that. But guys in game, it's like, no, this is the guy mm-hmm. and judge even acknowledged it. So uh, by yep. the way, JP says drop Merrifield for Gunner. Yep. Yes. Just like the court all day, every day. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. Some injuries. Ronald Acuna remained out for the third straight game Tuesday with lingering soreness in the right knee. I do not like that at all. Mm. Wilson Contreras left Tuesday's game with left ankle foot soreness. I believe it was running to first base, and he just kind of gave up, and um, we'll see where that goes. Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, remains out of the lineup due to a lingering discomfort in both hands. We talked about that. There's nothing to, like, do about that, but the, the the wrist and hand stuff really has a worry for kind of zapped power moving forward. The, be- the best thing I think you could possibly do is if you have any viable bench options – I don't know, mm-hmm. like maybe even just obviously, like if he's not playing, you're going to put someone else in there. But I just don't know how impactful Jordan's going to be on the rest of this right. year, Kelly. Yeah, I don't either. And I, I, you know, he's kind of in that dreaded the D to D, D, T, D situation. Um, and with Houston as far ahead as they are, they don't have to really do anything with him. So in fantasy land, it's like you can't drop him because the second you drop him, someone will pick him up and he'll go on a tear. But yeah, he's going to take up a bench spot for a while. So yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be nice if he can, like, you know, get a Gunnar Henderson maybe and have that replacement. Right. Uh, Dylan Morris placed on the 10-day IL with an oblique issue, and Cade Cavalli, after he just came up, was placed on the 15-day with right shoulder inflammation. That should end his season. That should be done. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be in the Arizona Fall League, but I cannot imagine uh, we're going to see any more of him. So here are my fun facts. Last night, maybe you heard of this guy. Maybe I've talked about him before. Corbin Carroll. You've heard of him, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've mentioned him. Uh, a just times. a little bit, yeah. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, number one prospect in baseball for my team. Corbin Carroll hit a ball last night with an EV of just around 105, a 26-degree launch angle, with a projected distance of 439 feet. 
And according to what a great account, would it dong? Um, this would have been a home run in 29 of 30 MLB parks. Only Chase Field is the place that could have held this. And I think they might have, I, I might have even read that this was like a record ball in the StatCast era of the furthest ball not becoming a home run. 439 mm -hmm. feet not becoming a home run. And 29 yep. of 30 parks, Corbin Carroll's bomb would have been a home run, except, of course, in his home ballpark, Kelly. Yeah, that's usually how that goes, right? I mean, that would have left Yankee Stadium and maybe hit Shea. Um, but in Arizona, it's nothing. So yeah. I don't know. Also, uh, Corbin Carroll's far, five RBIs. Uh, this is according to Slang on Sports for Sarah Langs. Corbin Carroll's five RBIs mm -hmm. in his first two games are the most by any Diamondback player in the first two career games. He's also registered, this is amazing, five separate 30-plus feet per second sprint speeds on the base paths, which is elite of elite. And I was, mm -hmm. I talked about this in a couple places in that first at bat he had where he kind of hit it into the ground and it popped up. I, I don't recall seeing someone as fast as him go to the line. He almost beat out another one of those and was within, I mean, we were talking that much of beating out another mm -hmm. one of those five instances of elite sprint speed he's already shown. He has shown a 440 foot <laughs> bomb and he's shown elite sprint speeds. There's some stuff mm -hmm. to be excited about with Corbin Carroll Kelly. One, yeah, one hundred percent. The the amount that he can with the power and the speed combo, if he is anywhere, redraft league, whatever, pick him up. Yeah, he shouldn't be sitting anywhere. And I think he already moved up the lineup. Um, I'm, you got to forgive me. I'm, I think he moved to six. He was eight in his first game. He was to six, and I think he's just going to continue moving up. He just gets on base. Mm -hmm. He makes things happen. There's power, speed. It's something to get excited about. Uh, another thing that uh, I thought was interesting was he was talking about his favorite players. He is a um, Washington native, and he was talking about his favorite player, which was Ichiro. He said Ichiro is his favorite mm -hmm. player of all time. And in the broadcast of getting to know him, he said something that gave me a pause. And he said, um, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I like Ken Griffey Jr. too. He's a little before my time. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're at that point. Oh, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it comes to a good, interesting thing of this day in baseball in 1990. The Ken Griffey's Griffey Jr. was in center field and Ken was senior was in left field, becoming the first father and son combination in major league history to play as teammates. And they each went one for four in Seattle's five to two win over the Royals. The Mariners had signed the elder Griffey after he was waived by the Reds. But Corbin Carroll yes. doesn't know anything about that. He doesn't know anything about that one. <laughs> No, did you ever watch uh, like the the old like 1960s home run derby on ESPN, like the reruns in no, black I and mean, white? Definitely when I was younger and like that was the only thing right. I would go, you would just like leave it on ESPN and you get the old yep. football dun, 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 and then you get the old baseball stuff, but I don't recall. Okay, yeah, so, so I would do that, watch like Mantle and Maris and, and I'm just thinking that for Carol, that was Griffey. So. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, here's a trivia question for you. And I left it off the table um, so Kelly can try to answer this. All this talk of Roger Maris and the home run record. Which team gave up the most home runs to Roger Maris when he hit 61 homers in 1961? And which one allowed the fewest? So the most and the fewest of any team in his 61 homer. Can you even possibly take a guess? I will give you the numbers, by the way. The most was 13 homers. The least was Three. So just think about that, by the way, in the production he put up, the least he hit against a team was three, which is an incredible <laughs> number. And the most was 13. Any guesses? It's kind of a tough one. Yeah, I want to say, I mean, Boston just hopped into my head in terms of the least, but I don't. 
in the Colonel. It's good. I will give you a little hint. It was okay. the least was in the division. Okay. Hmm. Beaver hmm. incorrect. I have, incorrect. I have no idea. <laughs> incorrect. This. Oh wait a minute. Hold on. Um. So the mo. This is one of these is correct in go cards. Oh wait. And if you're saying Red Sox, well, I just ruined it. The most was by the White Sox because you wrote okay. socks, but you probably meant Red Sox. The most was by the White Sox. The least, right there, by the Baltimore. Baltimore was the least with three, 13 homers with the Chicago White Sox. All this Roger Maris stuff is out there and ruminating in our brains. And there you go. Now you know who the most were. Now you know it should have been attached to that trivia question. Where's judges? What does judges look like at this point? Who are the most and who are the least against mm -hmm. you know any team? I mean, least would probably look like zero with interleague play and everything, but um, I'd like right. to know who the most is and uh, tell me yeah. if I'm going to find. Over on the mm -hmm. Stat Heroes, Nick Prado, two homers going four for five with three RBI and three runs. He needed a game like this. Gavin Sheets went two for five with two homers and four RBI, so a couple double dongs in that uh, Kansas City White Sox game. Randy Rosarena, three for five with a homer and two stolen bases. Thank you very much. Sean Murphy had a homer going three for five with five RBI. Boy, he has just been such a little whirlwind uh, moving up as far as catchers go. He mm -hmm. He's one of the linchpins of my tout team in the two-catcher league Um Really, the only place that I considered rostering him was in two catcher, and it's panned out. But Sean Murphy's mm -hmm. been so good and probably has to push himself into the 12 conversation of catchers next year. I feel like there's good depth at catcher next year, even though the eliteness mm -hmm. maybe is lacking. Yeah, prior to the season, I made, you know, wonky predictions uh, that were just kind of outrageous. But one of my serious ones was uh, Sean Murphy would end up as, a, I think, a top 10 catcher just I mean, there was nobody there, right? I mean, it's Oakland, so yeah. he was going to bat third, and he was going to bat every day. Um, and and he seems to be panning out in that direction so far, you so I, I really like that about him. Yeah, yeah, you nailed that one. Jake McCarthy continues to be such a great pickup right now. We've been talking about this, a homer mm -hmm. with five RBI. He hit two-hole for the uh, Diamondbacks last night. He's been on a little bit of a tear. Jose Siri, three for four with a homer, had three runs. Nick Gordon, homer with six RBIs. Hello, Nick Gordon. Um, Ty France mm -hmm. had a homer. Salvador Perez had a homer. It kills me, too. I almost picked Salvi yesterday. <laughs> I, and I talked myself out of it for Shohei. And Aaron Judge, mm -hmm. three for five with the 51st homer. On the pitcher front, Zach Gallen went seven, struck out seven. I put him in a little two-player prop parlay uh, with Shohei Otani and Gallen strikeouts. And Otani in the bottom of the ninth with one out ended up hitting a double. And uh, he had a single already, and he got me that prop play. So that was big. Gallen looked awesome. Blake Snell struck out eight and six. Framber Valdez had eight and eight. Kirby struck out five and five. And Cal Quantrill struck out four and uh, six innings. And I don't know how much you watched George Kirby. Are you, I, I know it's tough to buy into some of these like really, really young pitchers with not big track records. How much are you going to buy in on Kirby for next season? Because I love, I just love the consistency that he continues to show mm -hmm. up. He got out of some jams in that game. I was watching that because I almost bet on it. So I had one of those things where, you know, you, I actually had it in the bet slip, but I let the mm -hmm. time pass. So it got taken out of the bet slip and I was like, ah, oh, dang it. And so then you just kind of want to watch in like misery. So I was watching a whole lot of it and it's just so <laughs> impressive the command he continues to throw out there in the pitch mix. Are you going to be heavy on George Kirby next year? I think so. Cause I don't think that his draft price is going to be like, it's not going to be as high as Gilbert. Um, I think he'll be able to kind of sneak him out in the teens rounds, possibly. In which case, yeah, you can always use a control guy. And I, I have been impressed with him. I like him a lot. Not just because of his last name, but in general. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, Red Baron gave us uh, the Orioles the mm-hmm. most. Uh, we need the number. What's the number? Well, I'm going to take a guess. I bet it's eight. What's your guess? Um, Against the Orioles, I'd say 11. <laughs> I like that. All right. That's our guess. Someone uh, drop that in the chat. Over on the stat, zeros. Luke Voigt, 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Pete Alonso was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. And Franchi Cordero, 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Franchi and Jake McCarthy kind of battling for those like uh, guys that you want to pick up. And Oh, there you go. There's the number. It was 9. So we were kind of like right in the middle. Nice. Uh, just about. Uh, over on the pitchers, Matt Manning got shelled. 2 and 1, mm-hmm. 37 earned runs. Gave up 7 hits. Only walked, uh, walked 1 and struck out 1. Did not look good. Uh, Aaron Nola got shelled by the Diamondbacks. Went four, gave up eight earned runs and 10 hits. Eric Fetty gave up nine hits and six earned runs. Couldn't get to the third. And Dakota Hudson, four and two-thirds, five earned runs. Whole bunch of hits, nine in there. Kelly, uh, we've got a wonky, wonky Wednesday home run edition. So why don't you play out and give us what the extra home run call is going to be for wonky Wednesday? Perfect. I'll do that in just a second. Uh, Greg Hanselman asked, what do we do with Aaron Nola? He's making a run for the championship. Do we just keep throwing him out there? You keep going. You keep going. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he was. Yeah. The Diamondbacks offense has been, um, I mean, they've just been a little bit on fire, but there's nothing that's going to change me on Aranola. What are you? Okay. No, I think you just keep going. So I just wanted to, since you brought him up, I wanted to mention it. So uh, yep. today, Wonky Wednesday, I'm calling it Andre Dawson Day. Um, so. In 1987, he hit, I believe, 49 home runs. I think he even won the MVP, and the Cubs finished in last place. That was a very proud day for me, but he was one of my favorites. I have his jersey, et cetera. So your bonus for today is to pick a player from a team that is currently last in its respective division, and then you can earn two times the number of home runs that he hits. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I was kind of hoping Arizona was in the bottom because I just forget that Colorado exists, um, but they're not. So your six teams are Boston Red Sox, Detroit Tigers, Oakland A's, Washington Nationals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Colorado Rockies. And I believe the Nationals and somebody play each other. Oh, I think the Nationals and the A's are playing each other. So take your pick there. Yeah, pretty good. So anyway, that's your bonus. uh, Last place teams. I like it. Andre, Fun Dawson. Fact too, Andre Dawson has one of like, I'd probably put it in top 10 of best autographs in baseball uh, of all mm-hmm. time. It's a very clean, just very pretty autograph if you've ever seen it. Uh, going over to the home run leaderboard. Oh, yes, we got an update. There you go. D Blum is still in the lead. Did not get a call. Also had Shohei Otani with me. 49. No movement uh, on the other top three. High Cubby and Go Cards had Matt Olson and Otani for Go Cards. No homers. Cat Fox moved up one with a Salvi call. And we had a couple other movement on the judges. So we have got, it looks like, nine people in the 40 home run marker as this mm-hmm. contest is getting very close and is going to be fun down to the wire. I'm excited to see how everyone's going to finish out. And uh, I'm see not excited. Look. I'm sorry. I'm not excited to see uh, Joey P back on the on the board. So I think we should really get some things in gear here. Oh my God! I didn't even notice that. You're right. He is back on the mm-hmm. board. Yeah, down there at 39 with those Aaron Judge calls. We need Aaron Judge to like simmer it down. Go back to his slump. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Yep. You know, I need to trick Joe. I want. I should like text him and be like, "You want to take Judge off here for someone else, and then just see if he's not paying attention." He'll be like, "Yeah," and I'll be like, "Gotcha. He's off. No more Judge for you," <laughs> because he will be back. I believe the last episode of the season. Let's mm-hmm. not let it be a. Uh, let's not so, be a, a whole big thing. Let's not. <laughs> no. we're, if we're smart, we're gonna not let it be a whole thing. We will let a whole thing be our friends over. Yes, at BetMGM, where I wear the tiara of happiness. 
BetMGM, use the promo code leading off. You're going to get a $1,000 risk-free bet. When you do it, get on the app, get on the website, make some bets, whether it's props, football season is here, college football season is here, and you still got a whole month to bet baseball, even though it gets a little crazy sometimes. I hit both of my things last night, and I had a little two-gamer on a parlay, and I actually did. I don't do this often. I played uh, the no-run first inning on the Diamondbacks game and the Giants game. Really good pitchers. That paid off, and uh, it was a nice little double up. So there you go. Right there, that MGM game used Tiara in action. This is the um, kind of like the Topaz or I don't know, like yeah. something like that. It's not a very colorful crown, but it's the first crown uh, Tiara of all of them that we have. So, Kelly, I put together as usual. I did cheat a tiny bit. I actually didn't like these two were like neck and neck on top of the bettingpros.com. Uh, if you go to the MLB prop cheat sheet, there was number one and number two, and they were about the same, same team. I decided not to pick the top guy because I like this other guy better. So I cheated a tiny bit. Top guy was Paul DeYoung. It had worse mm-hmm. um, juice on it. So I mm-hmm. took number two on their prop cheat sheet, and it was you need one total base from Lars Newtbar. And Lars, the real deal, you need one total base, and it's minus 145. That's not the worst we've seen for a single hit. He's projected mm-hmm. two on Fantasy Pros or Betting Pros. So I like that one. The plus money total base play, the number one t- uh, plus money, is Christian Walker who Christian Walker been pretty good against the Phillies uh, over these last couple of days. It is one and a half. He's projected at almost two and a half, and you're getting plus 110 over at Sugar House if you want to do the plus total base play. Your two strikeout plays, number one on the algorithm, not bad. Tristan McKenzie, minus 115 for over five and a half. He's projected at seven against Baltimore. I kind of dig that one, and McKenzie has really been a payoff. And the number one plus money play, Jacob deGrom against the Dodgers, under eight and a half and that pays plus 105 so kelly you got under eight and a half strikeouts under grom five and a half over on mckenzie walker total bases and large new bar essentially needs one hit what do you like out of these um well i, I love tristan mckenzie so I, I would do that one uh i think he can get six strikeouts pretty easily i don't i mean i love a new bar but i don't know how he hits lefties um because minor i think is on the mound so that one gives me a little bit of pause I I just can't under, I wouldn't under Jacob Degrom like I feel like that would be a personal affront to him and he would just go strike out twelve so like he would know I, that you you personally he would know. under and he would make it like a point to prove you wrong a hundred percent he would yeah. um, the other one that I like uh, speaking of lefties I mean Pujols is over one point five total bases I think what was that at plus 115 on DraftKings and he's facing a lefty and I, yeah. So I, I would take that one pretty easily. I think I like, so. I like that one. So you got a wonky play and you got the top plays over at betting pros on the cheat sheet. If you guys want to check it out, the top plays and the top money plays, you guys can dig around and uh, make some of your own decisions on there over on the DFS side, some fan duel prices, Christian Javier is 10 2 Tristan McKenzie is 10, three can never quit Jose Quintana. He's only 7-7. Drew Rasmussen and Trevor Rogers are going against each other. Yes, Trevor Rogers is back. <laughs> he is 7-2 against Tampa. Drew Rasmussen is 9-8. Would you dare Trevor Rogers today? Would you dare? <laughs> Would you dare? <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. what I need for him. Yes, I still roster him. I think Dr. Glenn got rid of him a little while ago and begged me to do the same, and I kept him in one league. So... Yeah, I think I'm going to start him just because I want to I wanna believe so hard that mm. I'm just going to make it happen. It'll be okay. Mm. It's not going to happen, right. by the way. 7-2. Nice and cheap. 
nice and cheap and cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, implied runs, Philly, Atlanta, Toronto. They think the Diamondbacks are going to get got today. You got Tommy Henry on the mound. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But Philly, Atlanta, Toronto, all projected over five earned runs. If you want to find some stacks in there, I think you could always stack the Cardinals as well. You can put them in. And uh, for the home run call, let's get to it. I actually was going to go with the big dog, but as soon as I saw the Andre Dawson wonky effect, I had to make my call. I will say I was going to go, um, I'm sorry, Goldschmidt, and I decided to go Brian Reynolds. I'm going to go with the Andre Dawson extra home run call. I'm going to go with Brian Reynolds as my home run. Yours is even better, Kelly. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, I I decided what it was, and then I realized that Pujols was facing a lefty, and I'm like, mm. uh, but I'm I'm gonna go to our beloved Detroit Tigers, and I'm gonna go with Eric Haas. Is it Haas or Hasi? I think it's Haas. Yeah, Eric Haas. Yeah, he's facing Marco Gonzalez, and the wind is blowing out 12 miles an hour. So I'm gonna if he can just get a really nice pop up, maybe it'll go. Pretty good bet, and we'll see what you guys have to do, whether the guys at the top, uh, this is the really interesting play, is what will the guys do at the top? Will they go and uh, play you know, their normal guys to try to get the extra, or will they uh, try to get the extra stuff into it? Mm-hmm. Go-Kart said, Welsh, I was going Goldie and switching to Reynolds too. Yeah, so we were on the exact <laughs> same line. And there's, and there's the thing right there, Go-Karts is going to go with the extra home run play because let's just say if Go-Karts were to hit it with Reynolds, he could be tied at the very top of the mm-hmm. leaderboard, which would be good. Dr. Glenn gave me a stat line today. Uh, I went seven shutout innings today, six strikeouts. I feel pretty good about today's, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of Corbin Carroll. I saw I saw mm-hmm. a little bit of snark in the chat about me talking Corbin Carroll, but guess what? Top prospect doing the business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to kind of oh, do yeah. that. And what else are we going to talk about right now? We're going to cry mm-hmm. for 10 minutes about Shane McClanahan. Maybe. <laughs> if you know what, if you had Tommy John, <laughs> I actually would have a session yes. where I'd be like, all right, everybody get your tissues out and we would all just cry together. Like it was like a, mm-hmm. you know, a book club or something. We would just cry it out. That's okay. We can cry it out. I want to do like a call in. I, I've always thought about it'd be fun to do it. Not a call in, but like sort of on a podcast with like grief counseling. So like everyone just calls and talks about like the, the player that is making their fantasy teams. The Ooh, I like that. Like baseball <laughs> grief counseling. That would be a good like show. You get, you get one minute and I just want you just go ahead and absolutely vent your heart out. But and we're just like, it's okay. It's not your yes. fault. It's their <laughs> fault. It's okay. Exactly. You'll be okay. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like you. Uh, and uh, we like you guys. We like the peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I like Kelly, the wonky penguin on Twitter. Kelly, what's going on? What articles are uh, ruminating out there? Um, well, right now I'm kind of back. I'm drafting like a football team every day. Um, and I'm actually working on setting up the touchdown call competition. Um, that we found out is going to have a really cool prize at the end of it. So, um, the thing that I wanted to promote to everyone is I know you don't have to like football. You don't even have to watch football. That's perfectly fine, but we are the seasoned callers. So, I mean, you can jump in there. It's, it's free. Just pick some people. So yeah, that should be starting up next week. So that'll be a really fun one. Now, how do you differentiate Mm -hmm. quarterbacks? Do they get, because it's going to be a quarterback, no quarterbacks, just position players. It's just position. Yep. So it's running backs, wide receivers and tight end. Um, But there's also going to be a a flex bonus. So that'll be fun. Always doing the fun stuff over here at fantasy pro. So go and check that out. You can find me on Twitter at is it the Welsh. I've got uh, some gambling stuff on Twitch going tomorrow, our little uh, Degenathon and our uh, wheel, our crazy wheel show we're doing today, twitch.tv slash in this league. And of course, the baseball stuff is always going on. I'm actually going to be doing a preview show on Prospect One for the Arizona Fall League. I'm going to do my predictions on what players are going to get the call for what teams and what the structure of the teams will look like 
Dynasty people might feel that important because if your players do make the AFL, there's an opportunity for them to rise and fall in fantasy value. So I will be doing that on mm-hmm. Prospect One. You guys can check out the podcast, but don't go anywhere. Make sure you, I mean, you can go somewhere now because we're done, but uh, make sure you <laughs> stick here. You're uh, subscribed and you get all the notifications. For Kelly, I'm Welsh. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Leading Off. It's Fantasy Pros. We're out of here. Bye-bye. See you guys.